0: Hello, and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Catherine Hammond, and I'm here today with Matt Small from our business services research team. We're going to be talking about some of the recent developments in sovereign cloud solutions that are coming to market. Um, So Matt, perhaps you could start by explaining what exactly we mean by sovereign cloud and how that differs from regular public cloud.
1: Uh, Yep. Hi, Catherine. Uh, Nice to be here. So sovereign cloud solutions are you know, a type of cloud solutions that will have a, a variety of, of different assurances that will relate to different aspects of, of sovereignty, such as data or operational sovereignty. And these refer to either you know, where the data is stored or processed geographically. And you know, this is mainly, mainly in, in terms of whether it's kept in within a certain country or region where the data is produced. And then the operational sovereignty is um, is if employees of the cloud provider where they can access the country and the, the data of they're based in a in a different country.
0: So it's about access to the uh, to the the data and also to the um, administration operation of the cloud. Um, yes. But otherwise, has all the kind of you know the, the things that we expect for a public cloud in terms of scalability, um, economies of scale, and 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 things like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, currently at the moment, they're probably a little bit uh, less full in their offering, but that is definitely the, the hope in the future that they will be, you know, kind of the same as, as what you'd expect from public cloud solutions, but with those assurances.
0: Okay, great. So um, I think you mentioned in your article that um, demand is growing for these sovereign cloud solutions. Maybe you could say a bit about what, what, why that is and where the demand's coming from?
1: Sure. So the demand question kind of has two parts of it, uh, the demand geographically and then the demand from the type of business. So looking geographically first, um, it's important to note that a lot of the major cloud providers are based in the US, uh, Amazon, Microsoft, VMware, Google, those types. So that's where you know a lot of their staff are, where a lot of the data may be stored or processed or or, you know, where, where it might be operated from. And then, so a lot of, of countries, especially in Europe, where, where the regulation around data sovereignty is is probably the most advanced, uh, kind of hesitant about how much of their, their data can be accessed by, by these US companies. But there is also um, significant movement in countries such as China, South Africa, and India. And then the type of businesses... Who, who will be um, affected by, by these regulations. Um, that I mentioned will be obviously the public sector and government departments, also some more well-regulated industries, you know, maybe healthcare or finance industries. But we're expecting um, more businesses to be affected by these type of regulations as they continue to, to move forward, and hence we're expecting demand for, for these sovereign cloud solutions to increase.
0: Okay, great. So, so in at the moment in Europe, there's a, a growing uh, amount of regulation around it, and particularly about, as you say, about concerns about um, US having access to to data. Mm-hmm. But also, you mentioned uh, other countries as well. Um, so, so growth for growth opportunities for, for operators are active in, in in lots of different parts of the world. Um, yes. Okay, so um, that's the situation. I imagine the major public cloud providers are doing something themselves about this. What, what, what kind of initiatives do they have to meet this demand?
1: Yeah, so obviously the, these major cloud providers have seen very strong growth in their you know traditional cloud offerings over the past five years. I'm expecting this to continue, but as, as this regulation increases and, and more businesses may not be able to you know, freely access or use these services, um, these players aren't going to want to miss out on on this revenue, so they're developing you know a few different solutions to to help to help meet this demand. So Microsoft has a, a cloud for sovereignty, uh, Google Cloud has an assured workload for the EU, and then there's also AWS's digital sovereignty pledge pledge. And these are all relatively new solutions and and aren't yet fully released. Um, and then there's also um, what VMware has as as an alternative to these, where operators or other service providers can work with VMware to attain its sovereign cloud um, designation, which you know, has assurances on on data and of operational sovereignty, among other things. And this seems to have been a, a very popular approach with, with service providers, with the number of service providers reaching this designation increasing from, uh, 14 to 36 between July 2022 and 2023, with a significant number of these service providers being um, telecoms operators.
0: So, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned operators partnering with VMware. What I mean, more generally, what do you think is the opportunity for for operators in the software and cloud space?
1: Yeah, the, op- uh, the the opportunity is for them to play a much bigger role in this market than the normal public cloud market. For, for cloud providers to, to serve these restricted businesses, as we discussed earlier, they will need the help of a, a local market player you know, for a number of reasons. You know, uh, The local staff may be one, understanding the local regulation. They may need to be um, audited by governments to to serve these, which you know puts them in a pretty strong place to work with these cloud providers and would potentially lead them to to holding a greater revenue share for the market in the sovereign cloud market than the, in the traditional public cloud market. I mean, we've also looked at, uh, before we did a short case to this report on three operators that are working with PCP to develop sovereign cloud solutions, and they are working with them quite closely. And then also their VMware offering also indicates that these local partnerships are crucial for, for sovereign cloud offerings to work
0: yeah, so I think you've written in the past, haven't you, about um, T-Systems and Google Cloud and and then the uh, Orange Business uh, joint venture with Capgemini to, to mm-hmm. work with Azure. Yes. So, yeah, as you say, um, operators working with the, the big cloud providers to uh, to do something, um, I think initially in the public sector, but with plans to expand and beyond, beyond that as, as time goes by.
1: Yes, yes, that seems to be the the line that, that most uh, cloud providers and operators are taking. Yes.
0: Great. Um, well, it's really interesting, Matt. Um, so we'll we'll put a link to your article that, that covers some of these issues in the show notes, and also to the the case studies report that you mentioned. If you'd like to automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Hope you can join us again soon. Thank you.